Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud and carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate and review on iTunes, like, share, and comment on SoundCloud. Of course, let's keep this conversation going. Live tweet with me when you listen to these episodes. Give me a quick little live tweet. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Yeah, that's that. (laughs) Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. A conversation about comics, uh, representation in them, (laughs) and related media. I'm your host, Brian Coleman. This issue covers Jody Abigail Land. Uh, let's see, Jody, 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 Jody. Not the Jody you know from Baby Boy, but the Jody you know from the cult classic Daria. Um, I may be telling my age, <laughs> not that that matters, but all of you out there in podcast land, for the most part, um, Daria should be a recognizable figure to you, at least the 27 and older crowd, maybe 25 and older. Um, back in the day, uh, MTV premiered a show called Daria about a smart and cynical girl who goes through teenage life as a proud outsider in a world of mainly idiotic, assless, and condescending adults. <laughs> um, Daria was originally broadcast in 1997 to 2002, which it actually seems like it was, um, as someone who watched it as it was coming out, it seemed like it came on much earlier than that. I don't know. But uh, it was a spinoff of Mike Judge's earlier animated series, Beavis and Butthead. Which, um, in that series, it is very much 90s. Rooted in the 90s uh, all day long. It's kind of like a cartoon slash video music show or whatever. But in this show, Dario was a reoccurring character. And the same Dario you get in the series, I feel, is the same Dario who she was in the beginning in the Beavis and Butthead series. All that being said, uh, we're not going to talk about Dario. We're here to talk about Jody Abigail Landon. Um, Jody Landon uh, lives in the town of Lawndale, a nice little suburb in somewhere USA. Uh, she is an intellectual girl. She's bound for a prestigious university, but she feels tremendous pressure from her parents. Andrew, a very smart businessman and entrepreneur, and Michelle, a housewife and former VP of some large unnamed company. She's um, feeling pressure to excel at school. Before going any further, I'll give my uh, issues and critiques with this right now. What the fuck? A housewife? No. (laughs) Um, Jody's mother, Michelle, um, I enjoyed seeing her, but like my issue with a lot of characters, I feel like she wasn't fleshed out enough. It's it's almost like she was, you know, the, just the counterpart or the accessory to the dad. Now, no, 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 I shouldn't say that because she was very strong on her own. And you know, now that I think about it, even if that's the case, I'll accept that from this series. Because what it seemed through watching Daria is like, um, it kind of, not emphasized, kind of, um, elaborated or <laughs> whatever, some word I'm missing, where 
the um, current themes and tropes that are like constant in 90s culture in um, like TV and film it seemed like it kind of um, blew them a little out of proportion so in the whole token minority suburban um, Stepford Wives howdy doody feel of it all I, I will accept that Michelle wasn't as I guess prominent as Andrew um, or she seemed more like a sidekick um, and I say that with the caveat that I am open to any critique or any disagreement to my opinion um, and all that being said it should also be noted that in Daria's run from 97 to 2002 there were not a lot of episodes and scenes focused on this token black family so you know there's that um, Jody Landon, she first appeared in episode 102, second episode of the first season of Daria, called um, The Invitation. Now, Landon was one of a few black African-American students at Lawndale High. Um, Jody was the very quintessential overachiever, uh, pushed by her ambitious parents. And what I liked about this, and this is coming from a... Um, completely like specific worldview but a lot of times they push that model minority um label onto asian americans who come over here and go to school and get nice jobs and they're the the quaint nice quiet type of uh, minority that america should want and it for me it was um very interesting to see this kind of placed on a different character of color a black girl now that's not to say that there aren't more out there like that but when you look at the 90s and the cartoons that were coming out you had like your Susie Carmichael on um the Rugrats she was not sassy she was very confident and very direct and was very protective over the kids and whatnot so that's that then you have um what's the girl from um uh the kids next door cartoon maybe that wasn't 90s all that, whatever. I say, I like to say that I feel like Jody's portrayal of a specific kind of black character or um, black trope or just general um, general character, I think was was really good because you didn't back then. Um, I just wasn't seeing a Jody in black characters and through this you know little research that i did on her it they noted that as well that jody was kind of one of a kind now again i say that having grown up watching daria so there very well could be things that have went on around daria like on different shows cartoons and live action that i am just not 100 percent aware of if that is the case and you out there in podcast world know of any please shoot them at me hit my twitter my ig or anything because i'd like to know um but yeah so jody was the uh <laughs> what did she call her um the self uh identified queen of the negroes <laughs> at school uh she was constantly like in all these different extracurricular activities and it's like looking back on it now i may have had this feeling even back then but jody was never allowed to just be a kid just be a high school student it was constantly oh i'm in the school newspaper or, oh i'm you know running track or oh i'm the uh homecoming queen or oh, this or that and it was always something volunteer uh extracurricular activity it was so much and i saw a lot of myself in her and mac the other token black character on the show mainly because when I was in school it was the same thing it was but I went to 
schools that were diverse with uh, blacks, whites, Latin, Asian, Native American. Like it was a, a mix. Um, but I could see that stress or that struggle with everything being a setup for college. You know, starting from 12, 13, 14, and earlier, I'm sure, but getting to those middle school, high school years where everything is have straight A's, you know, play football, but also be on a debate team, play golf, but also swim, uh, be the valedictorian, and also, you know, be the cool kid. Like, it was so much kind of pressure, and I can't speak for others. I'm sure other people felt that way, but watching Jody on screen, cartoon or not, seemed to handle it so effortlessly, but then also seeing the crack in the facade as the series went on was very refreshing for me, because school has not always been so easy for me and but the pressures have always been there whether it was smooth sailing you know one semester or it was horrible soul crushing the next you know it was always there the pressure to do well to not be a statistic or one of those black characters or people who can't make the cut so um that's why i kind of latched on to jody aside from that dario was a good series you know just across the board but that was Oh, these token black characters, boy, I can go on and on <laughs> for more. Um, but moving on in the episode, The F Word, she um, attempted to take a summer off, but her parents, oh my God, her parents thought this would be unacceptable. And th- I can kind of see it from both ways. Again, being a cartoon, me not having the same economic financial security that Jody is portrayed to have on the cartoon the same issues were there my parents were you know like okay you know you're a kid do what you do but always be focused on the prize which is graduating high school doing well post high school going into college getting out getting a good job getting married having you know 2.5 kids a picket fence and like that was that was the thing you did oh god you didn't there was no choice but to graduate high school and also to go forward and pursue something else afterwards so that you could secure a life for yourself. In the midst of that being the focus, it's like you lose the experience. It's like stop and smell the roses. Yes, I'm rushing, doing all these extra things to to get to this finish line, which is a college degree, but hell, can I enjoy the homecomings and proms and field trips and everything in between there? And it, it was like a big blur. So I, I, I connect to Jody on a very emotional level. Um, but so when she wanted to take this summer off, her parents thought it was unacceptable. And again, I see it from both ends because for her, it's stressful. Okay, I've done enough. I've done so much. What's two months off from doing anything? Well, her parents as is the case, wanted her to do well. They wanted her to be a successful, contributing member to society. So it was always, you know, do your best, do your best, and you're going off to this Ivy League school. Um, And, God, I feel so foolish because I just watched. um, By the way, I own the entire Daria, every season, every movie and all that, but I can't, for the life of me at this moment, remember what happen with that if she actually took a summer off or not i just remember that being a big issue so forgive me this is another something that if you're listening and you know tweet me ig me whatever um so like i mentioned before there was another um mm, token black character mac uh who is 
the black football player <laughs> at Londale High. Now, Jody was tied to Mac romantically, but the interesting thing that I found through watching it and then through doing the research on Jody, they were never seen being romantic. You had, um, oh God, what is it? Kevin and Brittany who were, ugh, blonde, blue-eyed, airhead, and you know, dumb meathead jock, and they were all over each other, fighting, arguing, kissing, and all this, that, and the third. Um, but you never got that with this couple, and that could be taken a number of different ways. One, I think, for the show, it was mainly that these two black kids have their shit together, you know, for lack of a better term, and you know, they're just not as um one stupid because Kevin and Brittany were portrayed as being very unintelligent um and they weren't as sloppy like or unorganized in their home life and um because Brittany's father who was like extremely wealthy I want to say he had her stepmother was like maybe two or three years older than her and then Kevin didn't have a great home like "Mm, that's neither here nor there um the other way that could be taken is just that you know they didn't um mac and jody just did not have the privilege that the other white characters did one for being a very very small percentage of Lawndale and being a very very singular minority like on in itself a handful of maybe five or six black people so having to present a certain way as to not get anyone the idea that Oh yeah, those that's how those blacks are. That's what they are. And then having to overachieve to kind of prove not only to people who want to hire you or accept you in their college, but also also to yourself that no, you're not this type of person. Um, I don't think that's reading too much into it, mainly because art um, is meant to be consumed and you know referenced and dissected and this and that. And this cartoon is very much that. It is art like all cartoons but um i um i like the way that these two characters were handled um i would have loved to have seen a spinoff uh at the even at the very least a movie centered solely on them still same artwork and everything but handled by a team of color that would have been amazing that's always my number one go-to goal when someone asks me you know what what's your fan fiction idea what would you like on this what would you like on that it's always just give these characters to people of color who represent their racial economic cultural background and see what great stories will come from that um but in that um going forth with the uh with the Jody story, there came a time, and I don't remember, I think it was towards the last season, where Jody was, Jody and Mac, they weren't seen being romantic, but then they, it was inferred that they were having sex at a house party. Past that, that being the one time, which that can bring so many different ideas there, like why is this black couple, the one time they show affection is full-blown sex on camera, but I'm not going to go there. Um, with Jody and Mac, Jody often questioned towards the end of the, the series why she was with Mac. Was it because he was just the acceptable choice, the other token black character? Or is it because, oh, I really like him? And then another layer on top of that, we're in high school. Yes, it's possible to be in love in high school, I'm sure. 
Um, but where these high school students who are going to go off to college may not be the same one, what happens then? <clears throat> so, like I said, I think that they, the creators, writers, the team behind Daria did a good job. And not just with um, Jody and Mac. I think just overall it was a good series. They captured a lot of different quirkiness of the 90s and that whole suburban and outsider feel. But, um, but I just think these two characters would serve well to have um, been handled, one, given more screen time, and then two, to have been handled by a team of color. And then even if not, this is a cartoon. These aren't <laughs> flesh and blood people. MTV, you hear me, MTV out there. Anybody <laughs> with connections to MTV, bring this damn, these characters back on their own, in their own series. If you have to age them up where they've gone to school, they've graduated, maybe Jody and Mac are together, maybe they're not. Fanfic idea, give me Jody and give me Mac, you know, I don't what is this, uh, 17, 20 years later, both got their own families, both have their own husband, wife, and kids, and whatever else, and they happen to live in the same city. You know, be neighbors. What goes on there? The history of being at Lawndale and now you're a successful this, then, the third, and she's a successful who or whatever. What happens there? You know, or they, I don't know, maybe ended up getting together and falling in love. Or maybe they're in a polyamorous relationship. Or one of them is bi. Or both of them. Like, give me something else other than that was the end of those characters. Um, Jody uh, was voiced by Jesse excuse me <laughs> Jessica Cindy Jackson um let me see so as being an African-American Landon was one of the few black students seen at Daria school in Lawndale High um unlike many teenage female television characters back in the day back in the 90s this is the um the point I thought was very interesting Landon is not a member of a group like she is a solitary member on her own and I didn't think much about it because hell I'm was a kid back then but even referencing the goat storm she's that one black woman amongst this sea of pale faces and she is you know doing her due but that i guess i mean i guess it counts but that's not a um playoff of uh reality like daria was so scratch that and uh <laughs> if that doesn't make any sense, just tune it out. <laughs> Charges to my head, not my heart. Um, but no, I thought that was interesting because I couldn't think of any other characters that were so, like, just on their own that weren't with a pack. But then, at the same time, that's not much of a show because there weren't a lot of um, black cartoon characters who were headlining their own show. So, and that's you do with it what you will with that information but that's something that I found and I thought it was really interesting um, a lot of times she would even though she's not portrayed in being like a group or a clique setting she's very popular Like um, they did a really good job at emphasizing the fact that she was popular but now looking back on it I, it leads me to think like is she popular because she's an attractive girl, nice body very um educated for one um involved in so many different activities and um they i guess everyone kind of comes from money in lawndale but she you know is is it because she fits this mode of a plus b plus c equals popular 
or is it that she's the black girl and that's what makes her just a little bit more itchy because if she's so popular but she's always alone is her popularity based off of her being a black woman because um, there's a ton of other it's implied or inferred or whatever that there's tons of other characters like her who are intelligent women who have friends and also do extracurricular activities but they're all in groups even Daria hell her and Jane were their own little group so um that's interesting and I'm I'm thinking that I doubt that was intentional but that's how it's coming off now with my adult eyes watching my teenage childhood cartoon um she was often seen with daria and jane and i think in a lot of fan fiction it was um presented that her and daria and jane are really good friends whereas in the tv show the canon of the daria series they were familiar and they were friendly but it was never made apparent that they were just these close bffs because that that wasn't the case um so again, heavily involved in school activities, president of the French club, vice president of the student council, editor of the yearbook, and I'm on the tennis team. Like she, <laughs> she did so much. And again, I just see myself being lost in my high school activities, such as her. And the same thing with Mac. He was just this black football player who just stood out. And therefore, there was a lot of interactions between him and Kevin where it's just like, Kevin, you're not smart. And what did he call him? Mac Daddy? Yeah, I think <laughs> Kevin called this man Mac Daddy forever in a day. And it's just like, oh, this was so true to life. Meeting a white person and then them immediately, oh, your name's Tom T-Dog. Or, oh, Keisha? Okay, girl. Rolling your neck, snapping your fingers. It's just like, oh, my God. That in itself. <laughs> So I say kudos to MTV for this gosh damn show. Um, let's see what else. Now, one of the, I guess, most important storylines to Jody um, was... What episode was that? It was... I think, is it college yet? Or gifted? No, gifted is when she referred to herself as Queen of the Negroes. Um... Or I loathe a parade. Either way, one of those episodes. If you know out there in podcast land, give me a tweet. Um, but she um, was dealing with not wanting to go to this, um, I think, Crestmore University, uh, the, the white college or the Ivy League, the PWI, and her parents forcing this um idea of you go to this school because this is best for you and blah 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 whatever and these like heavy expectations that she was that she had to carry all on her own and there was a nice moment or two with her and mac where they were both like look this is a lot i'm paraphrasing i don't remember word for it but it was essentially we dealing with a lot of shit you know being these token black kids being these model minorities being these role models for what these white folks should think black people are it's a lot of pressure on us and i know she wanted to go to um an hbcu uh was it tucker turner i think turner tucker um but she wanted to go to an hbcu as opposed to going to the pwi and um it worked out in her favor ultimately she was able to go there but i think in oh 
And don't yell at me, y'all. I think in canon it came down to her spending like a year and a semester or so at the HBCU and then transferring in the way they described it to the elite um, Crestmore University. And I'm just like, ugh. So this HBCU that she went to is not elite? Like her whole point was she didn't want to carry the burden of the model minority and the prestigious spotless black woman forever she was tired of that she had did it all her life in Lawndale elementary middle and high school and just being around her parents you know being this little show pony she would like to um I think she said she wanted to go somewhere where she could just be her she didn't have to be the black girl or the smartest girl or this you know all these other labels that were put upon her just by her existing um yeah so that's that's that I want to say that's how it ended because the Daria series ended with everyone going off to college or just like graduating from high school um let me see also which is a small point to note with Jody having her hands in so many different pots and doing so many different things she was never like really close any of the black characters well once she was always by herself yeah but she was never close except for the one girl jennifer but i think jennifer was such a background character that she only was prominent i think to emphasize that jody actually had friends or had black friends um but yeah that's i don't know it's just such a i don't know scary thing for her (laughs) like just imagine going through life and you are the sole, I don't know, person to represent your community, but I don't know that uh, that shit fucked up, right, y'all? <laughs> okay, um, let me see what else, what else, what else. Well, I, <laughs> I guess I should have started with all this, but um, Jody is um, she is what six? Well, in the run of the show, she's sixteen, and then when it ends, she's eighteen. Um, her first appearance was in the episode The Invitation, and her last being the <clears throat> final episode Is It College Yet? Um, let me see. She appeared in 42, uh, 42 episodes of the entire Daria series, one non speaking uh, appearance, and then she was in two of the TV movies. <clears throat> Jody is a uh, woman. 16 18 years old student at Lawndale High and then um, a student at Turner University by the end of the show her family is father Andrew Landon her mother Michelle Landon (laughs) and her brother Evan Landon and her little sister Rachel Landon Um, Jody's appearance okay she looked of course there's going to be an image of her on you know the show notes but Jody was a brown skinned woman that's something that i also appreciated uh because she was visibly brown she was now we'll take that as dark skin we'll take that as a caramel whatever but she was a brown woman through and through um her hair with this type of animation there's leeway to be given to um the artist because all the art was consistent but her hair could very well have been braids could have been locks could have been either way it seems like it's something natural um in my head as a kid they were always braids just because i was always thinking dion from clueless but the as i got older and 
excuse me, rewatched episodes, it always took it as um dreadlocks. And uh, mainly because uh Mac same hairstyle, just much shorter, and then me watching <laughs> Power Rangers as a kid, Zack, the Black Ranger, I think in like the second season, had those short braids that stopped like right above your ear. <laughs> so I saw those as braids as well, and then I got older, I figured those were just short dreadlocks. <laughs> she um she's was of course very ambitious and I think oh my god, she was a very complex character like she fit in um I don't know and they would always do those at the end of a Daria episode as the credits roll they would do this um where you take the heads of the cast and put them on different bodies like um an astronaut or a trucker or whatever and um <laughs> I always got a kick out of seeing Jody and Mac well everyone you know, it's a cartoon, but Jody and Mac specifically in these different settings. And um looking at an image here where she was like a nineteen what is it fifties? Whatever Greece, whenever that was, whatever era that was, like one of those characters and being a vampire, a bodybuilder, an astronaut. <clears throat> and then once she had um what's the basketball player? Um uh, Dennis Rodman when she had his his uniform on and she had her hair uh, pulled back it was blonde with all these tattoos and I always got a kick out of those because I'm like that right there is a nice like concept for a show give me a Jody spinoff where she is going through all these professions just from like having the stress of being an overachiever thrusted upon her by her parents and her going through all these different careers and stuff or you know just expound more on her family life because I know her brother and sister we didn't get a lot of them like Jody was the star member of her family on this show and I appreciate that but Jesus like <sighs> give me more give me more Jody <laughs> so um Let's see what else, what else, what else do we have about Jody? Um, well, all in all, this is a very uh, good character. This is an adult show, so to show this to kids, Daria is—I don't know—I don't have any kids. I watched it when I was younger. Um, times have changed, <laughs> so anyone with children who want to like get them into this show or this character i would say just watch a couple episodes for yourself because out of all the drama that goes on in the show jody has always had like realistic issues and stuff that i think people can relate to while next to her there's like kevin losing his mind over i don't know losing a towel and then britney mad because kevin didn't wink at her and then quinn daria's sister is doing something with the fashion it was just it's <laughs> It's a 90s show, a quintessential 90s cartoon show. So, um, I say check it out. And that's that. <laughs> um, yes, and before I leave, please, 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 please check out my new brother in podcasting, John, at the John Effect Podcast. Um, I was a guest star, special guest on the recent episode that he has up. It is, um, ooh, jeez. Uh, episode <laughs> episode 53 <laughs> wait how did he title it the John Effect Podcast episode 53 aka issue 53 <laughs> please check him out um, IG Twitter 
SoundCloud, iTunes, all that. Um, there's also a link on my personal Carefree Black Nerd Instagram account, so please check him out. Follow him, add him to your rotation, and keep it going. I'll have the link on the show notes for this episode. Um, yeah. We're going to keep this conversation going as usual. Anyone else out there, Daria fans, if Jody, even if Jody wasn't your favorite character, who was some of your favorite characters? Talk to me. Let's talk Daria. I'm going to sit up with my uh, Twitter fingers on my phone waiting for you all to let me know what you like. <laughs> Hopefully this um, character won't be lost in the ether with like the myriad of other um cartoon adult type shows from that time period because there's so many of them um so yeah if i missed anything that you thought was interesting or that you knew about or if you thoroughly enjoyed this episode either way let me know you know what i'm saying hit me up on the emails carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com hit me up on the twitters carefreeblurred b-l-e-r-d instagram and tumblr carefreeblacknerd and um shoot give me a shot <laughs> let me know what's up um so yeah that's been that this has concluded the most recent issue of carefree black nerd podcast uh thank you all for listening come back soon and um stay carefree stay nerdy <laughs> and stay geeky alright y'all <laughs> Dangerous Here we are